You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 280. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Mike Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. Get my comedy album, Double Happiness. It will be coming out September 30th, 2022. But today's right now we're in August and I just got a shipment of the CDs in. If you want a CD, I can sign it. I'll personalize it to you. I'll autograph it, send it to you now. So you'll get it a month before everybody else. Go to turnersparks.com to get that or go to turnersparks to get it digitally. We request you get it on iTunes and please buy it on iTunes. I don't care if you have Apple Music. It does nothing for me if you just listen to it. I need no, buy it on care. iTunes and that pushes me up the charts because the goal is to debut at number one in America on the iTunes charts when it comes out on September 30th. Last time I debuted at number two because Jim Gaffigan put an album out the same week. We're not letting that happen again. I don't care if he has an album out. We're going uh, to number uh, Gaffigan. one. Yeah. The gap. You, he's the enemy of the pod. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. Kaplan. Yes. How you doing? On the show today, we should say that you were still waiting on your microphone to come in. If anyone's been listening the last couple of weeks, right? I'm still waiting. I check the mail every day. I go down to the to the to the, the guy downstairs, the mailman. I see him. I say, do you got do you got my cord? Do you got my cord? It's a microphone Shakes cord, but you, it's taken a long time, two or three weeks to come here. But we do say you have better headphones this time, so you have better audio. On the show today, we're talking about who else? It's sweeps week. So, of course, we're, we're talking about Armenia. We need to boost our back. ratings. So we're going back to Armenia. We have our friend Narek Margarian here. Uh, he will be joining us in just a minute. Of course, you all know Armenia as the country that sent us to number one. You For the very first time, we printed shirts, we printed mugs. You can mm. get that at lostinamericapod.com. If you subscribe to our Patreon channel, we give you for $10 a month subscription, we will send you for free a shirt or a mug. It takes us, it costs $20 to produce these things. So we're bad business people because we've had people subscribe for one month. We send them a shirt, then they unsubscribe and then we're out 10 bucks. And we're, you know, we just went to number one in Croatia. Thank you to our listeners in Croatia. So people are clamoring for new shirts. So this is the time to get in for the $10 thing because it could be new merch coming soon. So now we might send you these shirts plus the new shirts. The point is, if you really hate our podcast, if you want us to go out of business, buy it, (laughs) subscribe to our Patreon. We'll send you a shirt and then unsubscribe and then we'll Uh lose all of our money very quickly. So either way, you win if you love us or you hate us. Patreon.com slash lost in America to do all that for $5 a month. You get Kaplan and I doing our live from the bunker, full throttle comedy podcast a few times a week. And for $20 a month, so $5 gets you the podcast, $10 gets you the shirt plus the podcast, $20 gets you your own advertisement once a month on this show. We will be reading one today from the great Dennis Owens at the 30 minute mark of this episode. So, and not only does he get the ad, he gets the shirt and he gets the show. It's all, he gets it all. 
listen, the more you spend, the less we make. It's really good for you. So today, let's get today, Cap. We're talking about um, Armenia and their relationship with Russia. We came across an article that we said the only person, the only way we can really solve this is is if we get uh, Armenia's number one comedian, Narek Margarian, on the show to set the record straight. But from what we read, Armenia is in a tight spot because historically Russia has supported them in the region and specifically against the alliance of Azerbaijan and Turkey. So Azerbaijan has been at war with Armenia multiple times. They're countries that border each other. They've gone to war over border disputes, over a number of things. And Turkey has always supported Azerbaijan. Therefore, Russia has supported Armenia. Now that Russia has gone to war with Ukraine, it's like, hey, what do we do? What side are we on? Yeah, it's the enemy of the enemy is my friend kind of part of the world. And first off, I want to say I don't recognize Azerbaijan even exists as a country on this. Oh, podcast. good. So that's let's get that out of the way. But yeah, so we wanted uh, to know. Uh, <laughs> what, what a smooth way. What a smooth way of sort of making me forget what I wanted to start with. Hold on, hold on. So <laughs> All nice right, come on Mike. in. Wait, let me give you a proper introduction. $20 t-shirt with the, with the correct map of Armenia. That is so great. Guess what t-shirt I am not wearing? <laughs> the uh, one you guys promised. Uh, Where is my t-shirt? I, okay. Get lost in America? It's lost, <laughs> yes. We have supply why, chain issues. Is that the name of your podcast? Is that why you named it like that? Because you promised people T-shirts and then do not deliver? Here's That's the truth. the first Here's, time Americans have ever made a promise. Just hear me out. Here's the yeah, truth. Yeah. Is me and the people of Afghanistan are waiting <laughs> for America Evil losers. To, deliver, to deliver their promises. I mean, you, you leave this guy with this basic shirt and then those people with the Taliban. I'm seeing a pattern here. (laughs) We've been trying to send you this shirt for 20 years. It's not our fault. You wouldn't accept it. Yeah. We sent it to collect. No. (laughs) Some people you just can't help. You know, it's like, let's set up. And women, we don't want women wearing the shirt. No. (laughs) The fourth time we're doing this podcast, either you're not wearing that shirt or somebody tattoos my address. On his arm or something. I want to explain to what it. happened here. I want to explain what happened is I I put out the podcast. I do all the editing. I do all the audio. I do all the this video. I do me. all the design. <laughs> I do everything. And the one task I gave to Kaplan was send <laughs> that shirt to Narek Margarian. And he said, no problem. It'll be done. And then uh, okay, now, blame the juice. Blame, Blame the, the Jews. Jews, exactly. Blames the Jew. What, what a classic, classic pattern you're in. I have he doesn't list. even believe in God. What are we talking about? He's not a real Jew. <laughs> I, that's, that's next week. You're going jumping in. Oh, yeah, but you're yeah, right. I, I have, it's on my list of things to do. See, now, I don't know. now he went after your character. He now wants to destroy you yeah. at home in them. This so, is so the, <laughs> the truth is, I don't know how to mail things internationally. You got to fill out like that form. Customs form. I don't okay. know how to do that. Uh, in, in November, we'll be most likely doing stand-up tour in America. Uh, I will whoa. personally come and mail it to myself. Will you be in New York? Okay. We'll just come up. Uh, I'll I'll be in LA. We're still discussing New York. So uh, can you mail to? Canada? We can mail to LA though. We can do that for sure. Can to 
adult Americans mail to. Uh, yeah, you want two? Two adult American. We will get you exactly what you want. I promise you 100%. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm no uh, longer uh, trusting uh, cat. Uh, every every, every <laughs> month, every month you don't send me a t-shirt. It goes up one t-shirt. One t-shirt. All right, okay. so it's two shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's two we'll shirts. Yeah, in September it'll be three. We, can you wear it on stage to, in LA to help, uh, you know? Of course I can. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Wearing it in LA. It's going to cost you extra, though. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the wait, let's let's talk about that tour because uh, we have you have an American audience listening to you right now. Where are you? Get, what, what's the date for Los Angeles? Do you know yet? Uh, it, it's the later part of November, but this tour is going to be in Armenian. The last time we were there, we did a full wow. uh, English thing. Uh, but if there's a crowd, we do have lots of English material and we'd be happy to do one in English. So, yeah, that's, that's something we've been pondering for. But before we get the proper visa, it's all just talk. <laughs> and we should say that, and I'll say this on record, the Kardashians will be there for everyone listening. Of course, they're so. the second most famous Armenians in LA next to you. I, I think if the, if the Kardashians tweet about that, about another million of Americans will come to the yes. show. Yes, And that will be, yes. And we can then, get then the Kardashians keep, these shirts you, too. You, can we get you can keep your t-shirts then. <laughs> if a million people show up to our stand-up show. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get them a shirt. We can get them a mug. I think a mug. Yeah, they're a mug. They're not yeah, shirt level. We, we do give out mugs as well. Yeah, we we, we started the oh. we started the Patreon thing here in Armenia oh, as well, right. and it work, works pretty fine. Yeah, yeah. Is your state number one in the U.S.? Do you have a mug that says that? <laughs> we, we no no no. I can make one though. Yeah, you know, with this, we wanted to have part of Mexico in the or part of Canada in the tip now. We're we're uh, number one in Charantavan. Have you heard of Charantavan? It's a it's a province. It's a city in Armenia, yeah. There we go. All right, well, let's get to... So today's episode... Uh, first of all, also, for sure, do come to New York. I'll help you set it up if you need help with venues and stuff. Let me know. I'm in. Um, so today, we're to, uh, what, what's going on is... So from what we read, and we sent you the article, and I think I know where you're going, but from what we read, that Azerbaijan is in this tricky place... I mean, uh, excuse me, Armenia is in this tricky place. <laughs> Azerbaijan doesn't exist. Armenia is in a tricky place. Three shirts. <laughs> Three shirts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Armenia is in a tricky place where, where they've been allies with Russia for a long time, but now Russia attacks Ukraine. From what I read, the Armenian people support Ukraine, but, but also it's strategic to stay aligned with Russia. Are we, are we anywhere close on that? Uh, I've, I read the article that was in foreign policy and this is the only comedy podcast discussing foreign policy magazine articles for so sure how about that this is a big thing where intellectuals joe do. rogan's yes. never heard and of i was actually I, I was so surprised to see that there's there were so many just factual inaccuracies mm. in, in the article makes you sort of <laughs> revisit uh, Other articles. the foreign policy was something I reviewed and oh, these guys can't go wrong but like there was basic stuff like they said Armenians are not allowed to go to Turkey and climb Mount Ararat will people do that every week I was like, they I, are that, allowed. that struck out to me yeah it, yeah, and I'm place. planning to do yeah. it next year. Uh, it said that during the first war, Russia supported uh, Armenia. Well, it's kind of a half truth because 
in in the very first stage of it, of course, it was supporting Azerbaijan because it was uh, not Russia but the Soviet Union, and they to them any such conflict within the Soviet Union would mean their authority is being doubted. That's why they uh, tried very harshly to surpass it, uh, To and they were on Azerbaijan's side. They only turned to Armenia's side towards the very end when we were obviously winning. So that's a major inaccuracy. And, and that's the like war the in 1992? Yes, yes. And then the guy who traveled here, obviously he only met representatives of the current government and nobody in uh, opposition so he any information he i'm not saying he was biased but the information that was given to him is obviously from one side only so that makes you question that as well uh right now uh actually i mean he's picking all sorts of benefits let's say from this conflict because we had an influx of tourists because everyone in russia like i went to school in moscow uh, and three of my classmates in the in the last few months have come to Armenia to set up bank accounts because Russia is not allowed to use Visa and Mastercard anymore. So they open bank accounts here. They register companies. These these are mostly IT companies. They're all uh, forced to relocate either to here or to Georgia. Uh, and that actually boosts the economy in one way. In the other way, of course, prices for a bunch of things go up as a result. But it's been sort of Armenia so far is getting only the benefits and none of, of the sanctions. Uh, but that's also something that probably cannot last, last forever, which means the government has to navigate, maneuver, and be very careful about it. Um, I think we're just so unimportant generally so that nobody uh, to this point thinks of uh, imposing any sanctions because of our good relations with Russia. Uh, from the human side, of course, uh, it, it, what's happening is devastating because like to me, uh, it's like you understand that the Ukrainians and Russians are very much the same people. It's not two different nations. They're uh, Russia started from Kiev and uh, they were all one nation. So to me, it's like, you know, uh, uh, people of California going to war with people of, let's say, New Mexico. It's it's the same kind of war. It's, it's like brotherly nations fighting against each other and there, there's so much wrong with it. But I think you've had something similar during the Civil War. Anyway, uh, and uh, I was like closely following what's going on for the first couple of weeks. And then there's been so much misinformation from both sides. It's impossible to, to understand what's going on. Either you have to dedicate 24 hours a day to reading both sides and then finding where that truth is in between or just give up. And I'd be quite honest with you, I gave up. I, I don't follow it anymore because there's so much stressful things happening in Armenia. And I just don't have the spirit and the sort of emotional capacity to to, to fathom what, what's going on in between Ukraine and Russia. So, so I won't be 
the best person to talk about it. No, well, we want to talk about it from Armenia's perspective. So that you are the right person to talk about. It. But first, I want to ask: I didn't realize you went to college in Moscow. What did you study in Moscow? Uh, it wasn't college; it was school. It was like high school, uh, okay. which was sort of English magnet kind of school, uh, and we had like besides the normal subjects, we had about six seven subjects that were in English. So we started studied the UK and the USA more sort of in depth. And uh, in case you're wondering how this guy speaks English so damn well. It's, it's pretty good. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Russian. Did your parents... Yeah, and, and, and I avoided that Russian accent somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Do your did your parents live there in Moscow at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my father used to work there for about six years, so we lived there. And then once I graduated, I moved back to Armenia. What did your dad do in Moscow? He ran a travel agency. Wow! And was that seen as like a place to go for opportunity at that time, or why would you go to Moscow? Uh, yeah, it did because uh, sort of Moscow in the 90s, it was the place where you can make it. And everyone who had the chance tried it at least. So, yeah, we tried, my family tried it too. So we didn't become oligarchs uh, or super rich, uh, but it was okay. I mean, during the time, the times in Armenia were very tough. Like for years, you, you get uh, cutouts in electricity, no hot water, no heating. So, and there it was so different. And did you all learn Russian? Like, did your dad speak Russian? Your parents speak Russian? Uh, no, he, he spoke Russian because in the Soviet Union, everyone spoke Russian. And my yeah. dad is a professor of history. So he did. And I, I knew it too. I mean, I was pretty fluent even before that. But like Russia is, Russian is my third language that I speak and, and, and consume like books and stuff. In <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny. We think of Armenia, I think in the United States, is it because of the Kardashians? I don't know. Or because of the population in Los Angeles. But we think of Armenia as this country that's very close to the United States. Am I off on that? It seems that way, right? Because there's there's about a million Armenians in uh, California. Just the LA LA area. Yeah, just the LA area mostly. Yeah, and then some in New York, some in Washington, lots of Armenians in Seattle. Uh, So we're all over the place, and there's even more Armenians in Russia. So, uh, and Putin once made a joke. He said. Someone said that there are almost as many Armenians in in Russia as in Armenia, and he said, "Are you sure? <laughs> almost as many? Maybe yeah, there's more. more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was his joke. <laughs> and what that these, could be true. I mean, the Russian immigrants, because I also read that there's been um, somewhere between twenty to sixty thousand. I don't know what the exact number was. That seems like pretty. Yeah, wide. you know, but you know what we did? We did the Russians we did coming to Armenia show. during the war. Yeah, we did a stand-up show in Russia with my um, colleague. Yeah. Uh, so, so sort of like a welcome to Armenia type of thing where we talked about like when when I was uh, at that age, when we traveled to Russia, there would be some people that were kind of racist about us being sort of more looking Middle Eastern and uh, mm-hmm. darker skin tone. So uh, for, for you to, to to really get this, I was the black kid in our school. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and they would call you names. Yeah, because I, I, those were kids, you yeah. know. Uh, Let's cancel and, uh, <laughs> I went to two schools. So 
one school i only went for one year and then the other five years it was this english magnet school but basically everyone was of different nationalities lots of jewish kids so i wasn't standing out in any way but another school that was like like half criminal it was a half criminal school (laughs) and why was it half criminal because only the half of the kids did drugs and sell, sold drugs. <laughs> the, the other half was drinking vodka when they were in sixth grade. Uh, it was like a terrible, that's terrible That's the Russian dream. I, that's why you moved to Russia, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I was, I was, I was the black kid. Although there was a, like another sort of, <laughs> let's say, African Russian kid, but they didn't tone him that much because he was older. And I thought, I thought, I thought uh, when they were taunting me, he would be the one to sort of protect me and stand in for me. Because, you know, Black Lives Matter. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't. But he didn't. Anyway, uh, I have some fun memories of that school, too. (laughs) So now with with everyone coming here, our stand up show was. Aha! No! Tables are turned. Chickens are coming over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're escaping. There's some funny thing happening. Like people would. up the rents up to three, four times, obviously. For the Russians? And then, yeah, for the Russians. And like the te- taxi driver from point A to point B would go like all the way around it. Oh, the scenic route. Classic, there are some classic people, yeah, scams. Taking opportunities. You think yeah, with GPS sort of that wouldn't work anymore, but. <laughs> yeah. Is it, oh, so these Russians that UPS? are coming in. He, wait a minute, he mentioned UPS for some unknown reason. No, GPS. Like, that, 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 ah, G, GPS, okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to remind you that you did not send me the t-shirt. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're one track mind. <laughs> no, okay, okay, uh, two t-shirts. I, I take one out. <laughs> so the Russians coming in, they're escaping Russia. I, is that the word, yeah. I guess? But yeah, they're also, yeah, are these yeah. like wealthier Russians? These aren't like poor immigrants at the border. These are, these IT are wealthier Russians. IT they, are more in, uh, they are more in IT. They most certainly disagree with, uh, with the policy of their state. So everyone I met here is very much pro-Ukrainian and very much anti-Putin. They're just like the when Misha left of, Belarus, it was the same thing. We, you know, IT people were leaving Belarus and leaving Russia, all these companies to, yeah. Lots of companies. I mean, people are building new techno centers just as we speak to fit all the IT companies that came from Russia. So let me go through. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, let me go through some of the points, the specific points this article makes, and you can tell Mm -hmm. me one by one if this is true Mm -hmm. or not true. (laughs) I think that might be a good way to do this. So, it, the overriding idea was that Russia has protected Armenia or helped to protect Armenia against Turkey. Turkey sides with Azerbaijan, but Turkey is also part of NATO. So mm-hmm. therefore, if NATO is on the side of Ukraine, Armenia cannot also be on the side of Ukraine because they're against Turkey and Turkey's in NATO. Does any of that add up? Uh yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And I, I don't think neither Armenia should be on the side of Ukraine because, let's be honest, when we were at war with Azerbaijan, instead of taking a neutral stance, uh, Ukraine was full-heartedly <laughs> protecting Azerbaijan, praising oh, really? the dictatorial regime of Ilham Aliyev and sort of, sort of went out its ways to praise and support them for 
Ukrainian government. Use, for yeah, yeah. For them using banned munitions, for them decapitating people, for them burning houses, for them using phosphorus bombs. These are, I mean, there's warfare and there is this uh, banned warfare. So they were obviously doing, they were using uh, Middle Eastern uh, mercenaries. And this is like something, I think the world pretty much agreed that it's not a good thing to use terrorists, uh, whatever your cause is. Uh, And while you're supporting that kind of warfare, well, I just don't see uh, why Armenia would. I mean, we a- emphasize, of course, uh, we, uh, we we feel empathy for them. Obviously, we've seen what war is like. But to sort of be proactive and take a Ukrainian stance, that would be just stupid. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you're right that Armenia's defense system is very much relying on Russia, especially now that we have this had this war just a couple of years ago. So obviously, uh, our forces are not there. Um, Another um, Russia is the one protecting borders with Azerbaijan, and uh, we're very much reliant on them. So you cut out there for a second, but I understand you're talking about the war. When you're talking about Azerbaijan and the war, you're talking about the most recent one from two years yeah. ago, right? Or less? Yeah. Was it the two years ago? Yeah, so yeah. that makes yeah, sense yeah. that if. They- if Ukraine was not supporting uh, you in a war two years, you're not talking about something a hundred years ago. You're something that happened two years no, ago. No, so if, if Ukraine's ago. supporting your enemy two years ago, it would be hard for you then to go support them. Was it Zelensky? Was he that president of Ukraine? Do you remember at that time? Or yeah, was it of course the he was. The president. He was the president at that time, and I think there was one case when their uh, minister of foreign affairs even tweeted something that was like so biased and so like cheering for death uh, mm-hmm. that we made a big deal out of it on Twitter, and then they said, "Okay, we delete this tweet and we reprimand." So they, they went. It was just, I mean, obviously their interests align with them rather than ours i understand that but going out of your way to to support that uh like there are many countries whose interests align with turkey who didn't do that in such a manner so that was something we should take into consideration so basically there are two defense systems in the world there is nato and there is this russian collective military thing that we're in so uh obviously us going uh, and no uh, i don't think there's going to be a war which is basically one country going against another anymore because it's always these two uh defense systems fighting each other in one way or the other so for us to go against sort of it's, it's like cutting the branch you're sitting on that's stupid uh and then um turkey as well uh turkey i mean on a official level they've accepted say, sending their special forces to azerbaijan to support them during this uh war which means uh, a nato member country send its soldiers to fight another country's war which is outrageous against NATO you two has, years ago against us yes this is like breaking so many international laws that you can't fathom. But um, NATO has been surprisingly calm and nonchalant about it, hasn't made any reprimands towards Turkey, accepted it as normal. And uh, I don't see why Armenia should be sort of looking in any way at NATO as a possible ally, because all they've done is covered the bad guy here. It's sort of the severest form of violation of international law, sending a NATO member's army to fight some war with somebody. Imagine 
France sending French soldiers to fight, I don't know, India. The, the, and then NATO just being uh, sort of stupid, being like, oh, I, I don't see that it happened, not, not even acknowledging it. <laughs> While uh, Ali and Erdogan, they've even given medals to these special ops soldiers. So nobody's even <laughs> hiding this, concealing this, that, that's been accepted and the world keeps keeps shot about it and basically also like for armenia this was eye-opening because before the war everyone was um, thinking well nothing too sort of um, doomsday-ish can happen because there's international community there's all of these institutions like the eu un etc etc and then turns out all they do is tweets and so and, and even when they tweet they try to be so uh by uh, by the word uh, both sidest so both sidest about it um, uh, azerbaijan says okay we started the war we went for it and uh, uh, armenia says yeah they started the war nobody's denying who started but they urge both sides <laughs> to <laughs> maintain um, peace and think, yeah. yeah they are so um, they they are so afraid to make a mistake to become a target of any criticism that they just want to cover all bases and that sort of uh, immobilizes these institutions and we must accept that they no longer work and the ukraine case is uh, another basically um uh, proof of that because uh, the, the the support that Ukraine has been getting was not from this organization. It's the the countries themselves, right. the country's leadership, yeah. who decide Mainly that okay, we, we're with the Ukraine, yeah, yeah, and and we go and we support them. It's not the UNs and it's not the EUs. It's just uh, individual countries and uh, even these countries now. Well, you see that uh, the winter is coming. And Europe knows of that, and they are going to need gas. And the yeah, gas, Russian gas. The gas they are getting is Russian. It's it has quadrupled in price, mm, but I think they'll. Uh, the only thing they can do is just they would they won't remove the sanction, but they would sort of buy it uh, sort of behind the counter, under the counter, because there is no other way. Simply and. Uh, well, That's the truth. Yeah, it's an interesting way to. Th I've never thought about it because you have Russia, Iran, and Turkey all have influence in the region. Yeah, and they're all terrible. They're all different levels of bad, bad governments run by terrible people. But Turkey is a member of NATO, and so it gives them this different, this like outside influence, as you said, and it's affected. And obviously, Armenia, Armenia is a direct yeah. result of that. Because I mean, Erdogan's. Pretty much as bad as Putin. I mean, he it depends. I, uh, it could be as bad as Putin. He's capable. Of, of all these countries, uh, Iran has been uh, the smart, logical one. Uh, they've been uh, standing their grounds. Whatever they uh, announced their goals are and their principles are, they haven't got got went against them. They have been one of the more reliable countries well, I mean, in the yeah. region. Predictable. Right. Even for everyone, even for Azerbaijan, I mean, whatever they said to Azerbaijan, they hold to it. They do not change policies at well, they, whim. They need they the are money, very though, adamant. The sanctions, I guess. No, they're, they're very adamant. <laughs> Just recently, they said there will be no changes yeah. in the border with Armenia. This is, And they said it because Azerbaijan wants to get a corridor that goes through Armenia. And it was like a very like a nice way of them saying we're not going to destabilize the region. They are the 
productive, let's say, uh, the, the good force actually in this conflict. <laughs> yeah. And, um, even, I mean, uh, I understand that whatever's happening, uh, is, is terrible and there are many ways, uh, Putin is wrong about this, but, uh, and it's popular to demonize him. But if you try to understand what's going on, uh, imagine if Mexico suddenly started, uh, aligning, uh, missiles that reach up to Seattle. Uh, do you think the United States would do nothing about it? I mean, we shouldn't even like speculate. You had the Cuban crisis. It's exactly what happened. Right. But Mexico uh, is not allied with like, they're not, we were. the Cuban crisis is different. Let's, so let's say, let's <laughs> say Mexico uh, allies with Russia and is, Installing missiles and Russia is arming Mexico as much as it can. How many years do you think America would go without invading Mexico? Right. Well, a couple of years, five years, eight years. It's not even a scenario. It happened uh, during the 60s with Cuba. So we're not even. We didn't invade though. Yeah. I I, I mean, where where was (laughs) Afghanistan? Where was Iran? Those were countries very, very far away, and uh, Iran. Well, make, there's weapons, a lot of real politics around. And, and Iran having weapons of mass destruction is an issue now. Even the most adamant sort of Bush supporters don't really believe in rights. So, uh, but Iraq. I'm sorry, yeah. did I say Iran? Uh, but still, uh, Iran wants to get them, so that'll, that'll Yeah, but problem. still, you guys went all that way and invaded. Now imagine Mexico or Canada. Having that, accumulating that kind of missiles from your uh, sort of rival uh, defense system in this world, the United States would obviously do something about it. And uh, and it wouldn't be pretty and we'd still be very unhappy about it because any war <laughs> with, with the technologies today, I mean, look, uh, in the Ukraine, there, there are always these rumors that somebody will hit the I- nuclear plant. And it's going to be a universal catastrophe. It's not going to affect just Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine. It's going to affect us uh, in some minor way. It's going to affect you guys if, if another nuclear plant goes off. So this is uh, we've gone to a level when we're just too fucking dangerous to make any mistakes. That's yeah. Very true. Very true. We got to take a break on that note. Uh, we are part of the world's smartest podcast network. We got to pay the bills here, Narek. Um, yeah. <clears throat> part of the world's smartest podcast network. That is us lost in America. That is the majoring in everything podcast with Dr. Andrea Jones. Roy, that is the political orphanage with Andrew Heaton. All of us are comedians, but also all of us are the world's biggest brains. You can go to worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com to get any of those shows. Subscribe to all of those shows. Leave comments, leave reviews on iTunes. That helps us all out. Uh, And now, Kaplan, we have an advertisement for one of our listeners, the great Dennis Owens. As we said, if you for twenty dollars, if you're a twenty dollars a month subscriber, once a month you get your own ad on this show. We will read whatever you write. I'm reading this now for the first time, so excuse any pauses or anything. But here we go. I'm just going to do a cold read because I'm a professional broadcaster. Are you ready, Cap? You are. I'm ready. When you've worked with this is from Dennis Owens. When you've worked with the greats of American comedy. Stand up with the Friars Club. Stand up with the Friars Club logo in the background. And 
Is, he, is this he's giving me direction on what to do? Oh man, I should have read this. You've done stand. You've done stand up. directions. You've done stand up with the Friars Club. That's a rookie mistake. Whenever he reads, you got to he writes. Ah, stand up. Yeah, like I've done stand up comedy. Whenever you worked with the greats of American comedy, like Turner, I guess, who's done stand up on the Friars Club stage. The logo of the Friars Club has yeah. been in the background. Um, per, uh, you've performed all over the world and established China's first comedy clubs. You end up with a network of the funniest and most insightful people in the world. They're going to help those of us that are lost in America. Wait, his ad is just an ad it's for fun. us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is great. Oh man, I love him. Um, what 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 a, what a mensch, as you what, would say, Kevin. What a mensch. He's one of the great mensches. The great you know. Dennis Owen spent his twenty dollars a month to tell people who are already listening to our podcast to listen to our podcast. That's <laughs> good. Ever, and now have, have, a word. Yeah, Nurek. Have go you ahead. ever gotten something that was like very inappropriate? Have we? Have we? Have We've got uh, some a little bit of talk about Kansas City. What was that TV show we had to plug once? Yeah, sometimes we have to plug like a local restaurant that somebody likes in their hometown. Okay. It's not inappropriate. What if someone writes something like very offensive? Would you read it? Well, of course we would. For $20 a month. For $20 a month. What if it was extremely inappropriate? What, like that we side with Putin or something? (laughs) Something like that. Like this this analogy about the missiles? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd read it. I think for 25, we'd definitely read it. You want to throw us an extra? For $20, I would maybe I'd have to put up a barrier. $25, I'll read the Ayatollah's Death to Israel. (laughs) Copy read. You whatever you got. Solomon Rushdie had it coming for $30. Solomon Rushdie had it coming. And now, everybody, now a word from your local sponsors. All right, we're back. Thank you, local sponsors. Thank you very much. Keeping the lights on out there. It's ski season's coming up, Kaplan. I'm sure we're getting some Vermont snow ski advertisements. Uh, okay, so let me Would keep it be going. Great if we got, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it'd be great if we took some of the local ads and then we just did ad reads for them. Just like, <laughs> plug a local ad. Like we're team players. <laughs> so what happens, they, they drop in ads for wherever you are in the world. You'll get an ad. So if you listen to this, you'll get somebody in Armenia being like, come on down to my restaurant. Okay. Can I plug an ad, a local ad from Armenia? You want to plug someone? Yeah, plug something. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, okay, well, uh, Bona. Uncle Joras place, the the GNG, uh, the GNG cafe on Terian Street. Uh, the most delicious place most in your delicious place. Ooh. Yes. What kind of food? GNG cafe. Armenian food. J and J. Yes, Armenian homemade, as if your grandma just cooked as it. As if Kim Kardashian's mom. <laughs> what's her name? What's her name? Is she known as a great cook? As dude, if, right? No, not Caitlyn Jenner. That's not her mom. Caitlyn Jenner, <laughs> the lady with the shorter hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the other Jenner, Bruce the one Jenner, that's not Armenian. As if she, Robert Kardashian's Armenian. wife, whatever. Yeah, she yeah. he cooked it up himself, his own family yeah, recipe, something like that. <laughs> All right, G&J, so, J&J. Uh, and, yeah, go ahead. We keep the, that that mark of an intellectual podcast. So we cited foreign policy, and we sincerely don't know who Kim Kardashian's mom is. 
That's, that's basically very that's high. That's the same brain I am. I'm yeah, like autistic. Yeah. I'm so I don't know. Who We're up here. High level Aspergers. Not know who Kim Kardashian's mom. High level Aspergers. <laughs> <laughs> that's how unplugged we are from popular. I, do you know what she looks like? I can picture what she looks like, but I'm forgetting her name. So anyway. Every time I think of her name, I think of um, uh, what the guy from oh, the rock star's wife, what's Ozzy Osbourne's wife, Sharon. Oh, Os- Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, in my yeah, head yeah, the whole like time. A, Sharon Osbourne. Yeah, brunette Sharon Osbourne. So what? Um, here's another thing that this article says that I want you you can you can pontificate on is so Russia support Russia has a military base in Armenia. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and then also. Uh, has supported the country through the t- Turkey, the all that kind of stuff we've talked about. If sanctions, the U.S. and the EU, the U.K. have heavy sanctions on Russia right now. If Russia somehow ends up losing this and become mm-hmm. like gets um, weakened as a country, would that negatively affect Armenia? Yeah, <laughs> I think it will. Uh, but I mean. What Russia, what Russia is currently losing, it's uh, things like, well, those are, uh, no, I'm wrong saying this, but these are very visible things like Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Oh, yeah, uh, Starbucks. Uh, and countries who lose that kind of thing, they tend to become more powerful militarily. <laughs> Think North Korea. <laughs> uh, so maybe Russia becoming more powerful militarily is not the most terrible thing for us. But of and and there's many trade opportunities coming up, mm, sort of like the stuff that Russia cannot import, we can import and then sell. I guess you can bring but, them Big Macs across uh, the border. Yeah, uh, but once it becomes like sort of a trend, I think some sanctions are bound to come to Armenia, which is going to suck because we barely manage the economy as it is, and there is no alternative for Armenia. Really, I mean just plain geographically and no no one's offering no one's offering us to join the eu no one's suggesting us to join nato so there really isn't another offer on the table that's a good point i didn't even thought of that is belarus also belarus is getting sanctioned as well i believe yeah belarus, so belarus is, is the country sanctioned. that got sanctioned but they don't no, yeah, Armenia but, but is belarus a yeah, but Belarus is an active kind of participant. They gave right. a sort of uh, room for the Russians to invade. And they said they could use were, their, yeah, use of, the border, use yeah, their yeah. Uh, So uh, I think that they're much more involved and we really aren't and we don't have... Armenia is not involved much at all. Of an so opinion. Is the, and yeah. I also and, read and that... Do, the, by the way, by the way, we do get like uh, protests supporting Ukraine. It's not a lot of people, yeah. maybe like 50 people, but these things happen in front of the Russian embassy. And it's just a part of, you know, how things should be. We should also nope. say that <laughs> our, as your son comes up, so your daughter, hello. Yeah. Um, the off of him. We should also say that. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello from Cameo. America. Yeah. Okay, so, so so that you know, the Spider Man belongs to him. Yeah, and uh-huh. hey, the your background cool. for audio listeners was yours, but so the first most famous New Yorker and the other two. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I I like Spider Man. Oh. oh yeah, very cool. Spider Man's great. New movie you know, coming out. The guy who directed. I the movie. like Marvels. Marvel. Marvel. Oh. Hmm. Amazing. <laughs> See, look at that. America's spreading its wings. See, as as, as, Russian, 
as pro-Russian as we may seem, we're very much under the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, and American. We have the hearts and minds of the young. That's what's important. What's that? It's huggy wuggy. It's nice. a terrible, horrible thing. You should not it's buy, my love. buy your children. It's his oh. love. <laughs> so kids learn English in Armenia, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we give him for special classes. He's only six, but he's picking yeah. it up pretty fast because pretty he watches all those Marvel movies and cartoons in English. So he's picking it up. And I have Pan Spider Marvel's Lego Spider Man. <laughs> And Lego. Okay, Mark. Okay, good to know. <laughs> and you have Spider-Man no, Legos? Hold on, hold on. Hey, when my son was six, he spoke Russian, so. Yeah. Wow, and yeah. you have Spider-Man Legos. And he doesn't speak Russian. Yes. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Putin. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, let me see where I left off here. Ah, what about this concept? It also said that Russia is a... Um, well, actually, let's go back historically a little bit. The prime minister, the current prime minister of Armenia is not necessarily so friendly to Russia, right? That didn't he come up in a wave of protests that were kind of... I would very much, I would very much disagree. Uh, okay. See, uh, the other, uh, like the previous, uh, the previous governments, they sort of tried to balance things with the West and Russia. Yeah. So we were one of the only countries in the regions to both be part of this Russia's customs union and then sign the European partnership agreement, which the article mentions. So that was like good diplomacy, balancing this thing out. But the current prime minister, he's basically so weak that he does everything either side dictates him to. Mm. So uh, it has never been easier for Russians to get like a political decision here in Armenia as it is now. And of course, like previously, his uh, views would be sort of very much uh, pro-Western. So he would uh, present himself. But the day he got elected prime minister, he said, we will not change the course of our relationships with Russia. And while that sounded very reasonable at the time, it seems like whatever Russia wants to do, they, they don't even ask him anymore. And just having a weak president, the prime minister, despite of whose side he's on, is very bad for the country. And uh, I think the same goes uh, towards the Americans and the Europeans. It's just that they don't ask maybe for so many things, although the things he signed with Azerbaijan were very much negotiated by Europe and they're very much not in the interest of Armenia, but he went ahead and signed them. And now Europe is taking a more pro-Azerbaijani stance because winter is coming and Azerbaijan has gas. And just recently they um, they did some article uh, on this EU thing, praising Azerbaijan, etc., etc. And again, this is a country that still has war prisoners from 30 to uh, 200 people. We still don't know even the number, but from two years ago, uh, 30 something is something even they accept. So this is a country that is holding war uh, prisoners and not even denying it. And there's the the and the European community is okay with that, and that that, that should not be okay. And regardless whose side I'm on, Armenia's, Azerbaijan's. Georgia's doesn't matter. Uh, no European country should praise a country that is a dictatorial, that holds war prisoners and has done uh, war crimes. 
Yes. How has how has Armenia um, managed to stay relatively under the radar? And I guess for all purposes, neutral because you're not really supporting anyone in this Ukraine war and the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you managed to do it? How has why hasn't Putin sucked in Armenia the way he sucked in? um, I guess Belarus. Yeah. I mean, what can we offer him? I don't think much. Uh, our army is nowhere as it used to be. Uh, our locations are not something strategically <laughs> that they might need. And once again, we're just too small to matter. I think that's it. it it's not the clever maneuvering of the government because okay. uh, the second, the second either recite us for something for him to do i think it'll be delivered and it will be devastating so for us to keep this sort of neutrality it's it's also like it's not just reasonable i think it's also um it's also the only alternative because Mm. anything else would be like uh, you you shooting yourself in your foot and not thinking of tomorrow I mean, Armenia seems very good at sort of staying out of the crosshairs because like with Iran, I was reading that because the issue of if sanctions to Russia affects Armenia in the future, but you've dealt, we've done business with Iran through all their sanctions for years and it hasn't mm-hmm. affected you. Do you buy, what are the, does Armenia buy oil from both countries or what else? Do no, we don't buy oil from Iran and neither do we buy gas. So there's, there's some trade, but trade. Yeah. basically just products of, like daily use some things like the 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 potential is there's so much more potential to trade with Iran than we currently uh, use. Interesting. What's the update on um uh, post the the war with uh, uh, Azerbaijan? I know there was another like the ceasefire broke at some a point, battle right? or something yeah. in the last year. Mm. Uh, there's was a battle just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what happens is that sort of Russian peacekeepers are standing on both sides of the border uh, because uh, their mission is, uh, however the war ended uh, two years ago, they're supposed to be uh, keeping those exact borders. But that hasn't been the case. Azerbaijan has been trespassing and getting newer and newer territories throughout these two years. And in some cases, Russia failed to stop them. And uh, they're sending so their as best a part, fighters as a partner, uh, it's not probably even that because the fighters they send obviously are not from this base, but uh, they're very uh, sort of uh, hesitant to sort of, uh, this is another thing when I'm saying that, turn the light on, turn it on. Uh, when I'm saying, uh, Russia basically gets whatever it wants from the current uh, uh, party. They can't even bring Russia to uphold the peace terms it composed. But Russia has written these terms of peace uh, on who's doing what, the, the borders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's kind yeah, of amazing that hold. Russia is. Uh, can I get there. a small break, guys? Just, just, just hold on, just yeah. one. No problem. Got it. Yeah, the kid. He's got it. Yeah, he's got to control the house a little bit. Um, it cap. It's kind of and and uh, you're you're muted, Eric. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. But yeah, um, I, I'm good back. Oh, you're back. Okay, cool. It's kind of amazing that Russia is paying attention at all right now with all they have. I mean, they pretty much have their hands. Well, their influence. They want to have maintain influence, right? So they need of to. Course, if they brokered a peace, they have to try to 
What about comedy wise? Uh, to change the topic real quick, are you? So are you, I guess you've been performing around um, Armenia since when? Since when? Post post the coronavirus lockdown. So it's been a year or two years, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done some shows. Uh, we did. Uh, we marked the one thousandth episode of our TV show. Nice. And we did a big, like a stand-up thing about it. We did it live on stage. And we've done this Russian show for Russians, which we plan to repeat uh, again. Um, and oh, one good thing also that came out of this uh, is um, a bunch of comedians from Russia, stand-up comedians. Yep. Some of them Armenians. Actually, a lot of the comedians in Russia are Armenians. Uh, they came here and they opened the first comedy club the real comedy club that works every day has a new show every day that has never, there've been attempts to do that, but now daily you can go and do your open mic, do your five minutes. So that's another good thing that came and all the Russian comedians, they, they have no place to tour. Mm. So they go all around Russia. They come to Armenia. Some of the proceeds actually go to Ukraine from these shows. They go to Georgia, Turkey, wow. uh, sort of travel around the, the, the region and do shows because for them to perform in Russia, it's not just unreasonably dangerous. Basically, yeah. What's the name of the comedy? Locked for, uh, Adi Stand Up. Adi means come. Come to Stand Up. Yeah. Sorry? A-R-I. What? A-R-I. 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 And Ari. Ari, yeah. So that's like one good thing that came out of this conflict. So you have better IT guys and you have better comedians now. You more influence. I wouldn't say better IT guys. More. There, There's Armenian youth is now getting used to pretty Russian girls walking around the street. Oh, pretty Russian girls. Yeah. I wouldn't say better Armenian girls. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It'll lower the confidence of the Armenian girls a little bit. No, no. Which will make them more Armenian girls are pretty un- surpassable in their own way but then it, it's <laughs> nice for guys you know to, to see other they all look like kim kardashian they, right that's what they, 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 <laughs> uh, they, they, they look so much prettier than kim kardashian oh, come on wow. kim that's kardashian funny. here would be like a six. Oh, so wow. then these russian girls come over and they lose their confidence then either way Someone's losing their confidence. So Kaplan's just trying to figure out who has low confidence. I'm just trying to figure yeah, out. Kaplan is just figuring out, out should he come to Armenia I mean, or that, not? Would you, yeah. who, who maybe, needs a, maybe hand Who needs a bachelor party in Armenia? <laughs> <laughs> An arm oh, comedy is the name. Let's add it. Let, let's add it to your uh, Patreon thing. So, like, like for five dollars, you get this. For ten, you get a T-shirt. For five thousand dollars, you, you yeah. get a trip to Armenia, round trip. Uh, drinks on me. <laughs> drinks on you. And five thousand dollars. Armenia girls. <laughs> we'll take you to Armenia. You go with yeah. me and Kaplan and whoever puts up the five well, grand. We're we like rock stars there, right? Like we walk around, people are gonna know us. Yeah. Like Venus, yeah. It's gonna be hard for us to walk yeah. down the street. Yeah. We're yeah gonna all everybody. the thirty people who are listening to podcasts in general <laughs> will be just mad about like, it. We're gonna have to wear disguises. Boy, and, 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 and we're getting a hard rock cafe opening in Yerevan. Oh my wow. gosh, things are looking up. Well, that's another, Should we do a live uh, pod West, from the hard Western rock influence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it was a funny thing that happened in Russia. Now, uh, so 
some guy bought out all the McDonald's locations, and, but they cannot call it McDonald's anymore. So they renamed it um, into something that's in, in a translation would be something like this. Tasty and that's it. <laughs> McDonald's is now called Tasty and that's it. What more do you need? <laughs> to the point. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't know. And they basically have the same menu, but they not they cannot say like um, Big Mac right. anymore. McDonald's, Chicken McNuggets, yeah, Black Arnold's yeah, yeah. from the yeah. Yeah. Starbucks, and Starbucks became <laughs> Super Coffee or Star Star, star Coffee. I saw and that. Logo, it's just because yeah. Star Coffee and the logo changes to this Russian thing with a star on it. Oh, yeah, and, and one stars. famous Russian rapper has bought it. And what about Little so Caesars? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they haven't had it, but and, and another thing like co- Coca-Cola, Arby's. I mean, <laughs> you guys even don't go to Arby's. Why should press oh, the door? I'm only dissing at it because the Daily Show did. I yeah, I was one used to work there. there. I made the Jamoka shakes, but Taco Bell was truly terrible. Oh. Taco Bell was the worst food I have ever tasted. It's in not my good. Entire life. Oh, yes. I love Taco Bell. Mexican yeah, pizza. and I and I've heard of it so much. I had such good expectations, and it, and it sucked so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Was that part of your yeah. America trip? Go to Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. We'll take you LA. for good Mexican food if you come to New York. So yeah, there is no and, good Mexican food. Every other Mexican food I've tried. All right, right. We'll, get, we'll tell you the place we're going to LA. Yeah, yeah. Good, go, good. Los Angeles. That's it, everybody. That's the show. Uh, Nurek Margarian, thanks for doing it. Arm Comedy is the name of your show. Everyone can check it out on YouTube. A thousand episodes. Very cool. Kaplan, and we will see you in New York, possibly Los Angeles in November. Kaplan, that's it. What should we do? Besides sending out this T-shirt, what should we do? And besides, you got to get your son to sleep. I think it's his bedtime in Armenia. But on that note, we should get lost. Get lost.